So you want to buy a home. Here are five questions to ask yourself before you embark onto that journey. You and I know that making smart financial decisions can be challenging. But in the 21st century, financial freedom is no longer just for the 1% wealthy. It is for you and me. The question is, how do we find time, avoid making painful mistakes, and find the best resources to help us reach our financial goals? Join me on my journey helping busy families figure out how they can gain financial confidence and clarity, get actionable tips, and learn from the best experts on how to stop trading time for money. It is now the time you started living your best financial life. My name is Anna Shergunina, and welcome to the Money Boss Podcast. Hey, Money Bosses. Anna is here, and welcome back to the Money Boss Podcast. I am excited for today's conversation because this has been the topic on everyone's mind lately. Buying homes, and there's lots of news around this topic. Also, I was reading things around mortgage interest rates jumping up to around three and a quarter-ish percent. So let's talk about some of the questions you should be asking yourself before you jump on this bandwagon of, of buying a home. And I know that pandemic showed us where, where we most placed the value. And unfortunately, or fortunately for a lot of us, home has been that place. And especially because we're still spending a lot of time there. We're still working remotely and possibly for a while, schooling our kids. And of course we're living our lives there. So all of these things like really just build up a lot more value in our minds in our emotions and in our hearts. And I want to look at this um, from the soft side of things too. So yes, um, emotional decisions are really good, especially um, when it comes to buying a home. But let's see if we can chat this through and figure out if buying your first home or your next home is actually the right financial decision. But I, I always think that in order to answer the questions around finances and numbers, we need to first kind of sort through and talk about and think um, about our emotional decisions, right? And the feelings we have. And so homes are just like one of those topics or buying a home where you're going to spend a lot of your time and um, raise your family really kind of comes to that point. And so because the market itself, the real estate market, housing market has been really hot and a lot of people are moving and switching places, right, for for the reasons you all are aware of, it's still it's still a decision that is a very personal decision. And you need to really think about your own situation and determine whether this next step is the right one for you. So here are some questions for you to answer. And it may take you some time to do that when you're deciding whether you're ready to buy and um, to buy now or to buy in the next six months in the next year. So the timeline also is important. So here are my five questions that kind of start to think, start to help think through this process. Okay. Number one is, do you have enough money for a down payment? I know this is the most obvious question, but and I am a victim of this myself um, because I like to go on Zillow and sort of do a window shopping, looking for properties in just in our area, what's available, 
um, what kind of you know prices are there? What kind of homes are being sold? I am not at the moment on the market for buying a home because we just bought our home a year ago, a little uh, not a, yeah, a little over a year ago, and so. But the question always comes up: what else is out there, right? And um, so down payment, right? The most traditional way to approach this, and I've done a lot of episodes on this topic in the past, and I'll include them in the show notes for you. If you want to get very specific with a down payment and all of that affordability piece. But at the very least, ask yourself a question if, if you're ready financially, right? Like, do you have all your money lined up? Because the last thing you want to do is to put yourself in a corner and be a house poor because this 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 thing that you really wanted just just came available and you didn't really line up your finances so down payment is a way for you to make it more affordable right so that means you have to have enough in savings to buy that next house now there's lots of different programs that exist for how you can buy you can buy with fha loans which are like really small amount of a down payment i think like three and a half percent or five percent so you can get into it into the actual home ownership but it's really you got to be really careful especially in the market that we're in where if if housing market is the next bubble that everybody's talking about getting into an ownership of a home with a very little equity can potentially be a devastating move for you so enough down payment is is a place where you feel comfortable with making monthly payments you're not overspending with your overall uh, income and expense ratio and of course right you you're looking for for ways to not be um you know equity poor if if there's some kind of a recession coming down the road and then also of course looking at this from a perspective of okay is this an investment for you or is this a place to live so all of those angles really are kind of fall under that first question of do you have enough money for down payment all right my question number two is can you handle the not so glamorous aspects of home ownership and it's for for those of you who are currently own homes you've probably been in the situations where something does happen and you need to be acting um, on your own and figuring out how to fix something right what if you lost your job that's not a not not a very glamorous situation for anybody to be in but guess what you need to continue making payments on your mortgage so it isn't always just about fixing toilets and you know like some kind of emergencies around your your house um I'll, I'll share with you my, my latest challenge uh, to figure out is we, uh, we've, we've recently, or we've been kind of doing it in stages, but since last year, I've been remodeling a backyard. So we did like the first wave of planting um, because we kind of changed the, the layout of it and we added pavers. And um, so that was like in, in November of last year. And then earlier in the spring, we did another uh, set of uh, planting of the plants and just like adding a few trees and we, we created a little fire pit area and then a, finally like little kids area for Liam to play and so everything was set and like it was really cool and exciting to go into summer and so now well, about maybe two weeks um, into this you know into this next phase 
we've discovered that we actually have a mole in our backyard. So we're starting to, I started to see like around the yard, these little piles of dirt, you know, on, on the top of the ground. I'm like, oh my gosh, what is this? So this little thing, I don't know if it's one or two, is digging our backyard. And I found three of them. So there's like three, uh, three little piles of dirt. So yeah, um, <laughs> has anybody prepared me for that kind of a situation? Luckily, I just started to uh, work with a gardener that comes in and does the maintenance once a week. So that is on my to-do list to um, talk to him about and figure out like, okay, what's the next phase and how do we like, I don't even, I don't even know what happens when you have a mole in your backyard and what are they really doing underneath there? And yeah, so there, that's more of a personal situation. I know that people talk about toilets leaking and, and things like that. We also had um, a, a dryer that we installed new dryer and a washer in our garage, but the dryer has not just been like drying clothes all like last six months and I couldn't figure out why. I'm like, oh my gosh, I bought the, the bad dryer. Well, long story short, it ended up being that the vent where, you know, the the air comes out of the, you know, the back of the dryer with all the lens and stuff was backed up and it was backed up from the previous owners. And so when we, when, when the installers installed it, well, I didn't know, but you were supposed to clean that vent. And anyway, it did not get clean. So these are some, none of the glamorous aspects of a home ownership, um, that you need to be prepared for because it's all great. You can figure this out, right? And I'm not discouraging you. Um, or if you're, you know, in, in, at a point in your life right now where maybe you're looking not to be a home homeowner anymore because you want to be free from these kinds of things. But where it really gets in the way is that it takes time. It takes time away from you, from from what you're focusing on, and it does take more money. Okay, and it, it's hard to quantify what it is, but. Um, th this is, those are the things that you need to weigh in. Like it's not the most exciting piece. Yes, there's, there's a lot of fun of, of being a homeowner. You can paint your own walls, you can do whatever you want, um, but you need to think about the, the non so fun side of it. My next question to ask is, again, more on the softer side of things, but how long do you intend to stay in this house? Um, and I know a lot of people, some people are really sure about this question when they go in. And I see this quite a bit with financial planning clients. Uh, you know, they know particularly, okay, we're buying this home because we want our kids to go to these schools. And this is our, you know, maybe it's a little bit more expensive or we can afford. We have more money for down payment or we're willing to pay more in the monthly payments. But when our kids graduate from, from high school, we're like out of this neighborhood. So what is your timeline? Because it costs money to buy the home, it costs money to maintain it beyond just your normal mortgage payments, property property insurance and taxes, it costs money to sell it. So you need to look at that timeline and are you really gonna be able to recoup those costs? Because you're probably not interested in selling your home at a loss unless you really have to. So how long are you planning to stay? I've read some statistics about this years ago, but I think like on average, something like five to seven years is a typical timeline of a family in America that um, that stays in any particular home. Some families move even, even more frequent. Um, it's interesting to me also, like as I started to meet my neighbors around our, our block, there's about mm, 
10, I think there's 10 homes, like five, maybe a little, maybe 12, six on each side of the block. And so a lot have been there, a lot of them been there for like years. One family next to our home is 17 years. Uh, the family across is like 30 plus years. And then the house, like three three houses down on, a, on our side of the street, um, those folks are just like decided to sell it and they're remodeling and they moved on to um, to the next phase of their life. So like everybody has a different timeline, but it's important to, for you to understand what yours is. I don't think I could have answered that question a year ago or like a year and a half ago when we were like house shopping and buying buying our home and like in the middle of pandemic. But the more I think of it now, like we've settled in and kind of sort of this next phase, the more I start to start to wrap my head around like, okay, I think I can see the trajectory. I think I can see how long um, we could stay here. And some families just outgrow their homes and that's okay too. So maybe you can't answer it right now, but that's something for you to consider because it does weigh into the decision of where you buy it, how much you pay for it and so forth. My next one is again around finances, but is your job and your finances secure and stable? And I I know it's also hard to answer this question because there's so many variables, but not having to stress out about the fact that you own a home, right? And the fact that you potentially could have additional expenses on the top of your monthly cost is really, really, really nice. And so, um, maybe you're just like me, a business owner, and, and you're you know you're navigating the landscape of owning business and 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 you know making sure that your business brings enough income so you can pay for your lifestyle and costs and expenses. But there's there's more layers of stress that comes with that. So stability, right? What you want to be able to predict is that your ability to pay. Because again, one of the mistakes that a lot of people I think make, especially if you're still renting, if you are in a, you know, a renter and trying to buy a home. Paying for rent or your rent payment does not equate to a mortgage payment. So it may be that you're looking at these numbers and you're like, oh, I can afford this home. But remember, we just talked about this. It is more, there's more layers to that than just mortgage payment, taxes, and insurance. And my last question is for you to think about the actual real reasons why you want to buy this home. Like, why are you really buying it? If it's really around the fact that your family is growing and you need to expand, great. That's a typical, like, you know, first answer that comes to mind. Some people are really sad on the fact that they do look at home ownership, especially in the high cost areas like California and New York and, you know, the coastal United States, more of an investment exploration, right? And possibly earning, you know, return and equity in, in, in the form of, you know, home ownership. But whatever your reasons are, and, you know, it's almost like if you ever heard of this exercise called seven level, seven layers deep or seven levels deep, um, but basically trying to figure out like the actual why. It could be the why of some of if you're doing something or the why of why you're wanting something. So I think it would be a really fun exercise to sit down and really ask yourself a question of like, why do you want to buy this house? Oh, I want to buy this house because I love this neighborhood. Okay, great. Why do you love this neighborhood? Oh, because it has great schools and, you know, my kids, I don't have to pray for private schools. Oh, oh yes, nice, nice. Why do you not want to pay for private schools? Why do you love this 
this neighborhood for you know for the grade schools and then so you kind of start to ask yourself that question at least seven times and it's funny and funny and, and actually awesome what happens when you pause and then when you're like on this round seven of asking yourself a question now the actual reason um, a lot of times just starts to come up so practices of actually answering this question of like why do you really want to buy this house so I hope that um, these are helpful and if you're looking through sitting down and doing this exercise and asking yourself these questions be honest with your answers I really I really do want you to buy the your next home but your answers to, to these questions today shouldn't really weigh in the direction that you're trying to go, right? And where you want to be with this, with this next home. It's actually really more about helping you strategically time your purchase, right? So is it, if, if, they, if the answers to these questions doesn't really line up on where you're feeling and where you're valuing, right, this home ownership, then maybe you need another year. Maybe you need to work on your savings. Maybe you need to create more stability in your career so that all of this, right, all of these different layers to owning a home can align with um, everything that you're really working so hard for. So maybe you need to work with, with a real estate agent in your area, right, a real estate broker to figure out like some of these data points. And maybe you really need to dig deep and see why do you want to own a home? There's nothing wrong with, with, with renting. It has a lot, a lot of benefits and possibly provides you with a lot more flexibility. So whatever your answers are, give yourself this opportunity to ask these questions because it's such a big purchase for all of us and you don't want to make the wrong decision that you're going to regret later. So that's all I've got for you today. Thanks for tuning in. I always appreciate you listening. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you are listening on whatever platform so that you can be notified of when the next episode releases. And I'm always grateful if you can leave us a review. Um, always appreciate your feedback. Remember, until next time, you are the bosses of your own money. Hey, Money Boss. Thanks for tuning in today. If this episode did help you, then please be sure to share it with someone else you think will benefit from it too. After all, smart financial decisions are for everyone, uh, so don't be greedy. I hope I can help you even further by sharing with you how thousands of clients I worked with in my career over the last 16 years created their very own successful financial lives on their terms. It's hard for me to do this over an audio, and if you are ready for the next chapter in your life, then be sure to go to MainStreet-Money.com to get your free resource guide to help you begin correcting top six financial mistakes I see people make all the time, such as not having clear financial goals, not having a handle on spending or saving for the future, not knowing how to get rid of all the debts, and of course, not having a clear strategy or plan on how to protect your hard-earned money. Until next time, remember, you are the boss of your money.